We need to win souls for Christ. When we go to the marketplace, wherever we may go, be open to the Holy Spirit and the power and demonstration of the Spirit of God so that you can come not only to that place where you're sensitive to the voice of God, but as God speaks to you, you'll be able to speak to others in sharing with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are glad you've joined us today for our continuing focus on the life-shaping impact of the Lord's great love. Today, Raul will give us a challenge to boldly reach out to those who are basing their lives on man's wisdom rather than on God's truth. As you keep listening today, you'll see that it's important to step outside of your comfort zone and share the gospel with the spiritually lost. Here's Raul Reese now in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 with the lesson, Healing Through the Gospel. Let me begin by reading chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. He says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness... In fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. But in the demonstration of the Spirit of God and His power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. But in the power of God. Paul the Apostle Not only had he been traveling around Asia Minor, but he was actually on his way to Corinth when he writes. And he had been observing some of the uh, churches in some of the other cities that he had visited. When he came to Athens, he not only encountered the Epicureans and the Stoics, which were great Greek philosophers. And Paul the Apostle confronted them and gave them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some believed, some did not believe. Some questioned the authority of Paul. And then when Paul the Apostle came from Antioch over to Corinth, he was blown away by what he saw in the Corinthian church or in the city of Corinth. He was amazed that he not only was coming to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, but the heresy that already was being proclaimed in the church of Corinth. One of the things about the church of Corinth is that they were putting their trust in men's wisdom. The philosophy of men. As a matter of fact, when I look around today in so many of our churches across America... And when you travel to third world countries, it seems that the gospel message is being replaced by men's wisdom and by the psychology of men. 
And this is a major problem today. Not only in our uh, radio programs, television programs. It seems that everything has to do with psychology and therapy and new age and heritage. I mean, it's just incredible how many people are falling by the wayside. When you begin to see that they leave the wisdom of God for the wisdom of men. You cannot ever replace the word of God for the wisdom of men. No matter what you do. As a matter of fact, Dr. Billy Graham says this. He says, many modern churchmen are accommodating themselves to the thought of our times. But Paul confronted the intellectuals of his day with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must proclaim the same message and can count on the same divine consequences. The only one that can heal you and solve your problems is Jesus Christ. Period. Nothing else. It's so sad to see so many people being taken. It's sad because people today, they think that in order for them to have peace in their lives and do well in this world, is that you need, if you have problems in your life and you're going through a lot of stress, the first thing they'll do is they'll recommend you to a therapist. I can say to you with full confidence that there's only one thing that can help you. And that is to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Totally. This was exactly what was happening to the Corinthians. These people were putting their trust in the Greek philosophy, in the wisdom of men at this particular time. And Paul brought them the gospel of Jesus Christ without shame. Men were mixing philosophy, men's wisdom with God's pure revealed message given to them. And this was causing great confusion and division among the body of Christ at that time. And it's happening today. A lot of our seminaries today have weakened the gospel of Jesus Christ or the message of the cross and the message of Christ through their denial of inspiration and revelation of God's word. Say, how can you say that? Well, I was there. When I went for my master's and I went for my doctorate. They asked me to take certain classes in psychology, which I had to take as a requirement. And when I got to my doctorate, they asked me not only to take another psychology class, which was a 12-unit course, but that 12-unit course came with a class in therapy too. Identifying yourself and going back into your past and, and you have to go to sessions where they ask you and take you back to your mother's you know, womb. And you can remember when you, well, what really messed you up? <laughs> and you know what's so sad? I've been through that. When I was in Vietnam, I was just about to finish my tour and I flipped out. And they sent me to a local psychiatrist in Da Nang. And I went to the guy and I said, look, man, very simple. You don't get me out of here, you're dead. And so he wrote a piece of paper, gave it to me, sent me back to my unit. And they told me to pack up, put me on a plane, locked me up and brought me to Oakland Naval Hospital. For six months locked up with everyone that was crazy. Six months. Went to therapy. Ended up getting kicked out of therapy. <laughs> they couldn't help me. 
So the best thing when Dr. Wilson sat with me on that chair, I remember real clearly, he said, now, Raul Reese, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, we can't help you, and you can't help yourself. So we're going to put in for a dishonorable discharge. I said, whatever you want. My discharge went to Washington, D.C., came back and gave me an honorable discharge because of my conduct and because of what I did in Vietnam. I got out and I went back to my old life. But I came to a place in my life in 1972 that I was totally fed up with my life to the point that I couldn't take it anymore. And my wife was getting ready to leave me where I was going to kill her and kill my kids and then shoot her out with the police. And that would be the end of everything. That's the wisdom of men. Came to the end of my rope. But sometimes God has to bring you to the end of your rope, maybe through an emotional breakdown to see how ugly you really are. And how you need Jesus Christ in your life. Because apart from Him, you can't do nothing. And I remember that evening when I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. That it took some time for me to be in the Word and to be in full confidence in prayer and getting to know who Christ is. So that everything that I had ever done was totally cleansed and washed by the blood of Jesus Christ where Satan was trying to condemn me. But as I read the scriptures, it said that God did not hold me guilty, but I was totally forgiven by Christ and God healed me completely. Because it is only through the power of the Word of God. Men could never do it. And so when I met with the school that I was going, I won't mention the school. I went to the head professor of psychology and I said, I can't take the class. He says, well, why? I said, because I used to be crazy. I said, but I'm not crazy anymore. I said, because the gospel of Jesus Christ has set me free. So they told me it was okay. I didn't have to take it. And I passed that one. So that was cool. I thank God for my rooting and grounding that I had previously to going to college and being under Chuck Smith's supervision and being under the Word of God. Knowing the Word of God, knowing the doctrines of the Bible. Otherwise, I would have been confused. Why? Because when I went to some of my seminary classes, they were telling me through neo-orthodoxy, which was a German doctrine that was actually taught to our pastors in the 1900s, when they went to Germany, they went as believers and they came back as non-believers. Liberalism. Where neo-orthodoxy believes that the Bible has not only problems, but it has not really inspiration and illumination. You see, when you read your Bible, you have a centered column where it gives you verses, references to other verses and chapters. And sometimes you come up in the center of the column and it will tell you this is not in the original. And what it says there is that when you go back and you study bibliology on the Bible, you go back and you find out that up to the 1500s, if you go past to the 1400s, there was really no chapters and no verses as the Bible was written in Hebrew and Aramaic and in Greek. There were no separation of chapters and verses until the 1500s. When printing came into existence. And the Bible was put together only in chapters and verses. So you and I could read it. The lay people could read it in a more comfortable way. And easy to develop the Bibles where we could read it and study it. But the original scriptures are not like this. See, men put this together. Which is good. 
And when man was putting the Bible together and translating the Bible, you see, not writing the Bible, the Bible already had been written by God through his prophets and through the apostles. That as God began to not only move among the people, God gave the scriptures through illumination, inspiration, and revelation. According to 1 Peter chapter 1, 19 to 21. And it's amazing how today people don't want to believe the word of God. And they say, well, there are errors in the Bible. No, there are no errors in the Bible. The only errors came through the translators. That is, those that copied the scriptures into English, into our language. And as they copied a word, and maybe there was a word that could not be understood, they filled it in with another word. And usually, when it's not in the original, it will be italicized in your Bible. And you know that's not in the original language. Why? Because this is God's word. You can trust it 100%. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to help you grow stronger in your faith as you live out the love of Christ. Visit us anytime at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And don't forget, you can download our free app for a variety of Bible-based resources. Now let's return to more of Raul's teaching. As a matter of fact, when Paul the Apostle was talking to Timothy and sharing with Timothy... In 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16, 17, listen to what he says. He says, Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the men of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good word. You can trust God's word 100%. And yet, the seminaries are destroying our young people, men and women. That going to study for the ministry and by the time they reach their senior year and they're graduating with their BA or a master or a doctorate, they are no longer true believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. But their dependency is on the wisdom of man instead of the wisdom of God. And that's wrong. Many, many years ago, I had an assistant pastor that got pretty messed up under when the psychology started getting real big. He got so deceived by it, and he got so caught up in it, it was all to do with money. And he messed up about 40 of our people in Calvary Chapel and took him under his supervision and recommended him to take therapy. And most of those people today, they're not even walking with Jesus Christ today. And he's all messed up. He's not even walking with God for the last 15 years. It's so sad. To see what can happen as we pursue after the wisdom of there Now don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with getting an education. You have to get an education. But be careful when they're trying to put education over the word of God. And they're trying to make you believe in humanism. In all these liberal arts things. And to get you away from God and say well you can't really depend on God's word. It's not trustworthy. Yes it is. It is trustworthy. This is why Paul, when he came to the Corinthians, he wasn't afraid to speak to them. He had boldness because he'd been in Cyprus, he'd been in Antioch, in Bethsaida, he'd been in Iconium. He and Barnabas were believing not only that Jesus Christ was the power of their resurrection, but that God was leading them and providing for them in their needs. 
And so Paul writes this and he says, And I am sure that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then Paul again says, In weakness, in fear, and in much trembling I came. And then he says again, Not to know anything among you, but save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Jesus Christ is the solution to our problems today. See, the first thing that I see in chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, in verses 1 and 2, I see the attitude that Paul has in giving the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to have a right attitude in giving the gospel to people. Paul's method of giving the gospel of Jesus Christ was not with words which confuse, but simple words in simplicity. The gospel was given. Even Jesus himself would speak the gospel in simplicity, even by using parables in the New Testament. The gospel is simple. Look what Paul says there in verse 1. He says, My brother, when I came to you, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech or wisdom of men, declaring to you the testimony of God. I didn't come to deceive you or to move you away from the cross of Christ. I came to you with the gospel of the cross. Jesus Christ is the message. And then in verse 2, he gives the message. And Paul's message was always Christ-centered. Our message always has to be centered in Christ. For I determined not to know anything among you, notice, except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's the message. Jesus Christ came, He died, He rose, He sits, and He's coming again. That's a gospel message. Very simple. It's not hard. And then in verse 3 and 4, we see the manner of the work that was among the Corinthians. First of all, we see Paul's manner of proclaiming this gospel of Jesus Christ. And in that proclamation of the gospel, Paul felt a great responsibility. Do you feel that great responsibility today to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to people that don't know Christ? Because there's none of us here that could ever convert a person. I have never converted one person. It is the work of the Holy Spirit to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. John 16, 7 through 11. Of sin, because they don't believe. Of righteousness, because by faith, by putting my trust and faith in Jesus Christ, I become righteous in Him. And then, why? Because Satan, the prince of this world, already has been judged by Jesus Christ, and Satan has lost the battle. That's the hope that we have to give to people. That this life is temporal, the life to come is eternal. And the gospel... Is the only thing that can help you. The gospel is the power of God. Not the power of men. The wisdom of man is only for this life. But the power of God is for eternity. And this is why Paul made it his manner of proclaiming the gospel with responsibility. Fourthly, I see this in verse 4. The means of the gospel. And that is, it was preached. In a powerful way. It wasn't through Paul's power. But it was through the power of the Holy Spirit. A demonstration of the Spirit of God in the life of Paul. Look what it says in verse 4. And if indeed, he says again. 
He says, in my speech, in my preaching, we're not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration in the spirit and power of God. I like that. That it's not by mind or by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord God. That's what the Bible teaches. And it's so important for each one of us to understand that. That no matter what you're going through, whatever your situation, your circumstances today, you have to trust the Lord. Don't go down to Egypt for help. And ask Pharaoh for help. Pharaoh can never help you. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Egypt is a type of the world. The only source that we have in our hope is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then third point is the purpose of his work among the Corinthians. Verse 5, notice that. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. What was Paul's motive? The whole thing comes down to this, the conclusion. Listen, the whole motive and my motive and your motive and Paul's motive is that Paul wanted to see people saved. He was a soul winner. We need to win souls for Christ. That's the key. Those that we work with, those that we live by. When we go to the marketplace, wherever we may go, be open to the Holy Spirit and the power and demonstration of the Spirit of God so that you can come not only to that place where you're sensitive to the voice of God, but as God speaks to you, you'll be able to speak to others in sharing with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians nine sixteen. this is what Paul says. He says, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. There's no possible way that I can sit and have the gospel and the richness of eternity and watch people perishing and not tell them about it. We need to tell people about Christ. And then Paul the apostle says that the gospel is without charge. You don't charge for the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9.18 What is my reward then? That when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without any charge. You see, it's free. That I may not abuse my authority in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's free. You can't charge for it. And then the message of the gospel that I give to people has to be centered on the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1.23 again, But we preach Christ crucified to the Jewish stumbling block and to the Greeks is foolishness. We pray that today's message will cause you to be more faithful and consistent about sharing the hope you have in the Lord Jesus. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's lesson again, we'll be glad to send you a complete CD copy for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call 800-634-9165 and ask for the lesson titled Healing Through the Gospel. We'd also like to equip you with a helpful resource from Roll titled Understanding God's Compassion. It's a four-chapter booklet that clearly lays out the Lord's plan of salvation and points to the rich blessings that come from walking in relationship with Him. By grounding yourself in these truths, you'll be better equipped to point others to Jesus and the healing, provision, and protection He provides. So don't wait. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order all's four-chapter booklet titled Understanding God's Compassion. 
Once again, the phone number is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We're always asking the Lord to direct us in how to be the best possible support for you, and we welcome your feedback. We also invite you to utilize our many free resources. Visit Rawls' YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk. It's a Q&A program that provides scriptural insights for Christ-centered living. To enjoy more of Rawls' teaching at your convenience, use iTunes or Spotify to download podcasts of these programs. And, of course, you can always connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. Every dollar you give to Somebody Loves You Radio helps us reach more and more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. We couldn't do that without you, so thanks so much for your partnership. Next time on Somebody Loves You Radio, we'll explore more of our God-given role in spreading the gospel. You'll see that even if you're not called into full-time ministry, your life can be a testimony to draw others to the Lord Jesus. Now, here's Raul once again to wrap up today's lesson. Then lastly, listen. When I preach the gospel to people to become a soul winner, it's important that I preach the pure gospel of Jesus Christ. Nothing else. Only the pure gospel. In Romans 10, 14, 15, he said, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those, notice, who preach the gospel of peace and who bring glad tidings and good things. What an encouragement. That each one of us here can become a proclaimer, a soul winner, as we take the responsibility and the accountability and the integrity in our lives to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, to represent to the world not only that we are salt and light, but that the only hope that people can have in this life is in Jesus Christ, period. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.